So another fun story. A friend of mine came up to me the other day and was like, hey, Dr. Alo, I've been running pretty much two to three miles a day, at least four days a week for the last three months, and I haven't lost any weight. Now this guy's a friend of mine. He, uh, he works um, in the information technology industry. Super smart guy, and he had read somewhere or talked to some people, and they told him you got to run and you know do some activity, and you lose a ton of weight. So he came to me. He's like, you're the weight loss guy. I'm not losing any weight. So what do I do? So I explained to him, like, listen, there's, first of all, there's two things going on here. Number one is they have found over time in these long-term studies that when somebody starts a new activity, they'll lose a little bit of weight in the beginning, but then it comes back up. Um, there's compensatory mechanisms. Your body will increase your appetite and whatnot, reduce your knee, whatever it is, and then your, your weight goes back to what it was, and they may have even gained weight. He's like, yeah, you know, doc, that's exactly what happened to me. I was like, okay, well, that's one part of it. The other part of it is there's this thing called the constrained model of exercise. Kevin Hall and a lot of other researchers have now uh, proven this, but Kevin Hall kind of started this. Um, they've done research on human beings. These are not rice or fake studies or like, you know, misinterpretations. They've done studies on actual people where they put them into an exercise program and they measure their total daily energy expenditure. Now, what we used to think is the linear model. There was something called the linear model, and I'll put the graphs up here, or maybe I'll show them as I'm talking. The linear model of uh, exercise says that as we... Uh, exercise more, we burn more and more and more and more calories. Okay, that turned out not to be true. Otherwise, you could run for six hours a day and burn like uh, 1,000 calories or 1,200 calories. That has never turned out to be true. Humans just cannot burn that many calories. So, um, they now we believe in something, uh, and I think Ponzer also, Ponzer was also involved in, in these studies as well. He did these studies on the, uh, the uh, Aborigine tribes or the, the tribes that are mostly hunter-gatherers um, and, and, and are more active. Um, but back to Kevin Hall. So the then, they, then they proposed this constrained model where they looked at people, studied them, had them wear the... Uh, the DCO2 mass and drink doubly labeled water and actually measure their total daily energy expenditure, measure all their intake, all of the um, breathing out or, you know, ec you know, calories they burn and whatnot. They found that it's actually a, there's a cap to the amount of exercise and, and calories you can burn with exercise. So when you're inactive, here's how it looks. When, when you start activity, you burn calories, burn calories, burn calories, and then it goes like this and it kind of plateaus. And then what your body starts doing when it plateaus, if you keep exercising, you continue exercising, it plateaus, but your body takes away from your NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. This is your daily non-exercise activity. This is your walking, your steps, your fidgeting, movement, you know, other kind of activity. Maybe your body makes you kind of like sit more, not do as much, you know, those kind of things. Your body finds a way of compensating so that you're not burning that many calories with your exercise. So regardless of how much you exercise, it's the amount of calories you can burn is constrained and your total daily energy expenditure is not going to go up that much. Furthermore, if you look at the charts of how much exercise actually contributes to your total daily energy expenditure, it's not that much. It's like 5%, um, which is kind of what I've been saying for years in my lectures, even before all of these studies, 
20 years ago when I first started lecturing on obesity and weight loss, we know that weight, that diet contributes uh, the vast majority to your total daily energy spender, and exercise contributes three to maybe 5%. We now have quantified it based on studies of somewhere to three to maybe 7% uh, at the most. So you can change your total daily energy expenditure by about 5%, let's say. Um, no matter how much you exercise, you can only affect that 5% because your body's going to take away from the RMR, from the need, from the uh, thermic effect of food, from the, you know, all the other stuff that you do. So when you exercise to try to lose weight, you're only affecting that small little 5% and the other stuff adapts to meet it. So if you exercise more than 5%, your body takes away from your knee and your total daily energy expenditure stays the same. Now, with that said, they found that people who are less active do benefit the most from this. Um, when you are, let's say you just sit at home all day, you're not very active. If you start being active, you're, you do burn more calories in the beginning. So when you first start exercising and you first start like, you know, getting on a treadmill or biking or whatever it is you might be doing, your uh, energy expenditure does go up initially. But then as you keep doing it and proceed doing it, it's capped again and then you're just flatlined again and your body's taken away from some other stuff. So um, that's kind of like the summary version of it. I'll put the links below and you can click on the studies and read them. Um, people who are more overweight also seem like they benefit more from being active. Um, and, and then, But also there's a compensatory mechanism and your body does start taking away from other stuff. So when you first start doing something, if you're inactive and you're obese, it works to a certain point. Um, but then after that, you're only affecting about 5% of your total daily energy expenditure. I hope you learned a lot.